I'm Aaron Smith. Welcome to The Study, Episode 8. The Study is a magical place to better your craft. Visit The Study at themagicdepot.com forward slash study. There you'll find the essay in which this podcast is based, some show notes, the archives, and special promotions for free magic, discount magic, and combo offers. You can also contact me through the site to leave listener mail. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Welcome to our first news and listener mail episode. These might become my favorite part of the study. At first, I thought it would be a short summary episode with no meat. I was wrong. This episode is packed with great information. We have a good show for you here, the first of many listener mail episodes to come. The format is a little different, though. We'll talk magic for sure, but I also have to discuss some news as well. Every week, I'll have to set aside an episode just for updates. There's a lot happening behind the scenes, and I want to keep everyone in the loop. Even though this podcast is not a single-subject essay like the others, it will be transcribed and available on the study website, and it, it will flow in line with the other essays. Thus, it will have an episode number in proper sequence. I'm a, I'm a big fan of podcasts. I listen to them via iTunes every day in the workshop. I find it incredibly annoying when they have episodes that are not in the queue. Every show they do will display a, as a sequential episode, yet when they have a listener mail or a podcast outside the usual format, they won't bestow it with an episode number. The feed, however, will give the show the next number in line. Before long, their feed gets all out of whack. This is an attempt to keep our feed in whack. Without further ado, here's the first bit of news. The study is now officially on iTunes. Please subscribe to our channel. And, and this is the important part, please review the podcast. Give us five stars. Stars aren't free for me. I have to earn them. The cost is a valuable product, which I'm trying to provide here. But those stars don't cost you a dime. Please hit subscribe. Give the study five stars. Maybe write a little review. Help us spread the word any way you can. Okay, another bit of news. You'll notice there are some ads on the website. Please click those on occasion. Show your support. Spend a little money with us so we can continue funding this project. You'll notice most of the ads go right back to the depot. Many of those products are magic items I manufacture here in the workshop. When I sprinkle in ads from outside the depot, they will remain related to what we do here. They will be magic-related in some way. We're not selling toaster ovens. Even if you don't purchase something, click the ads that interest you so we can continue to bring you relevant content. Okay, now on to some listener mail. I received two messages from listeners from our first round of podcasts. Both were written messages. Though I appreciate this very much, please call in so we can hear some other voices besides mine. The number is on our website. Don't worry about how you sound. I'll clean up the message before putting it on the air. If you rattle off some notes at the end of the message, I'll cut those off before including your comment. That way you sound great. Oh, a, a listener or a reader, I guess, I don't, I don't have any way to tell which one you are unless you inform me. I, I offer both the audio and the text. That way we can reach as many magicians as possible. Anyway, a member of the site sent a quote to our wisdom wall. That's, that's not the official name. I, it just came to me. Go check that out. Remember, you can also submit quotes to the study. The quotes and instructions on submitting quotes is on the front page toward the bottom. That's themagicdepot.com forward slash study and just scroll down to the bottom. Okay, listener mail. The first message is from James Harper in Florida. James writes, quote, Aaron, I used to listen to you on Magic Broadcast. Whatever happened to that, by the way? My message concerns injection. Are there times when a magic trick just isn't appropriate? I ask because a friend wants me to help him make a ring appear for his marriage proposal to his girlfriend. Should I do it? End quote. Magic Broadcast, for those who do not know, was one of the first online radio stations, and it was dedicated to magic 24-7. It wasn't just one of the first online radio stations about magic. I mean one of the first, period, in any industry. 
People didn't know it at the time, uh, but I'm actually the one who came up with the idea for Magic Broadcast. I was a silent founding partner. We thought that my owning a magic shop might stop other magic shops from supporting the company. I wasn't trying to get rich. I was trying to broaden the magic community. It was a cause. In fact, not only did I never accept any profit, I lost a ton of money. We all did. It It was a labor of love. Back in maybe... 2000, 2001, I put together the software, which was difficult because live audio was still very new. It's, it's not that much more advanced today uh, because we all prefer podcasting recorded shows. I went live with a few words, basically just to test the software. No listeners. The tech worked, but it wasn't great. I didn't have a, a good beat on it. So I abandoned the idea. Then a few years later, I was on the phone with Ryan Pilling and Gerald Kirshner. Uh, Gerald knew about the idea, and we were talking about it. I, I don't remember the exact words, but I was basically poking fun at my futile broadcasting attempt. So Ryan thought it was a great concept right away, and he wanted to resurrect it. So the three of us got back to work. Ryan was, was much more capable of producing the software than I was. He had us up and running and with an amazing website, design, and functionality in a few months. Gerald and I organized hosts and advertisers, and before long, it was a full-blown online radio station. We had over 1,500 listeners. We had six satellite offices. We had live call-in shows. We even broadcasted live from magic uh, conventions, all first, some exclusive to our industry, others to the world as a whole. So what happened? Well, it was... A lot of work, long hours, huge expenses with very little reimbursement. Uh, We could only float it so long out of pocket. Gerald and I would trade off costs. Sometimes he paid the server bill, other times I did. But before long, even the hosts tired and stopped doing their shows. Uh, I was the news guy. I read magic-related news with guests on the air. It became my whole day, uh, really an exhaustive venture. In the end, we decided to let it go. I I know this was... uh, this was a pretty long tangent here, but but some of you who remember Magic Broadcast will have a fond little walk down memory lane there. Uh, regarding the ring question, I'm I'm filing this in the methods injection category as I find it quite injective, and I think that's where the caller was coming from. He even pointed out injection. Your your question is a tough one, James. It depends on a number of variables, including the personality of the girlfriend. There are two camps here. Some people think no, get out of the way. Just let the guy propose. That's what his girlfriend probably prefers. It's, it's what she envisions. You know, a, a magical moment, not a magical show. She, hadn't, uh, she had a lot of time to think about it and, uh, and dream up the perfect moment. He needs to try to make that come true. If that means using magic tricks, then so be it. I think it can be done tastefully, successfully. Uh, my knockout boxes are sold for this purpose. That's the ring box that used to come with boxing ring. Uh, well, it still does come with boxing ring, but now you can buy it individually. That's its big market. Uh, they're so easy to perform with, even non-magicians can use them for proposals. It wasn't my original reason for creating the box. Uh, but, but there is a right way to propose in this manner. Uh, sure, you can make it cheesy, and it can get cheesy pretty fast, but there are ways to do it where it's not cheesy, where you add a magical component that makes the proposal memorable in a positive way. My thoughts are, if you can work it into a situation where it's magical in the moment, then it's not off-limits. Uh, I, I do not suggest uh, making a big show of the magic, though. Uh, nothing that overshadows the ring, the proposal. Make some other re- uh, Maybe some other readers will chime in here, and, and you can check back uh, to the comments to see what the consensus is. Our second message is from Mark, Mark 
It's Marcus, uh, M-A-R-C-A-S. Interesting. I, I've never seen it spelled that way before. He's in Spain. I'll, pro- uh, I'll pronounce it Marcus. He writes, uh, and I cleaned this up a bit as his English was a bit rocky, though still like a billion times better than my Spanish. Okay, he says, uh, quote, Sometimes I want art, other times art supply from the magic store. Uh, art more when I was a kid, supply more now that I am adult. In school, I want, back then, a finished article. Now it seems I want something more to work with on my own. I have more time and want to explore my own competence, end quote. Okay, for those who don't know, Marcus is commenting on on the episode, uh, Do Magic Shops Sell Art or Art Supplies? You know, I think there are people on both sides of this. It's a conversation worth having. A solution might be something we can provide uh, for future generations so that this can be hashed out and our art can progress. One of the things I focused on in my original essay was demo videos. That has a lot to do with the conversation. What a magic dealer does when he pitches a trick in the shop, we call that a demo. Makes sense. He demonstrates the trick. But then when we started releasing trailers online, we mistakenly, the industry mistakenly called those demos too. Nobody questioned it. We think this is a video version of what happens in the shop. That's simply not true. It's the fast food mentality. Uh, A friend of mine always brings this up to me. Uh, Back in the day, the question was, do you want to eat at a fast food joint? Today, the question is, at which fast food joint do you want to eat? The words are similar, but the results are different. The rewards and consequences are different. Certain choices have been made for us already. Want a modern example? Have you seen those advertisements for walk-in bathtubs? They're marketed as a safe alternative to regular bathtubs with a tall side, which, which is a tripping hazard for the elderly. The question has become, from whom do we purchase our walk-in tub? Is the door leak-proof or will warranty cover it? Instead of other questions such as, walk-in showers have been around for years, shower chairs are cheap, would one of those be safer, longer-lasting, and more economical? The walk-in tub industry is disrupting how we think. They have taken alternatives off the menu. Remember the old joke where NASA spent millions developing a pen that can write in any environment upside down, even underwater? and the Russians just used a pencil? Our perspectives sometimes get lost along the way. I'm preparing another essay on art versus art supplies. I want to gather more material first. Please call in and let me know your thoughts on this. If you absolutely do not want to be heard on the air, write me a message instead, but please be part of this debate, whether you agree with me, disagree with me, or have a divergent view. That's it for this episode. Please open a browser right now and type in themagicdepot.com forward slash study. It's a magical place to better your craft. The website features exciting bonus content, the archives, and special promotions for free magic, discount magic, and combo offers. Also, please take a moment to uh, subscribe to this channel and to my newsletter so we can stay in touch. Use the contact form or phone number on the site to share your thoughts with other magicians through this podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.